0: What up, Internet? I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's July 21st, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe if you haven't. And uh, we actually dropped our cold open about two minutes ago because in the last 10 minutes or so, it has come out breaking news that President Joe Biden Uh, has COVID. uh, CNN breaking news right there. President Joe Biden, who is fully vaccinated and boosted twice, has tested positive for COVID-19. So obviously this is just happening over the last couple minutes. Our cold open was sort of a silly Biden compilation. Our cold close was also a silly Biden compilation. So just real quick, let me just share some thoughts. I, I do not know how severe it is whether it is serious or not. The guy obviously is up there. In years, I make a lot of fun of the guy. There is obviously some health stuff going on with him cognitively and probably in other ways that we have no idea. Uh, That being said, as I have said many times, the president of the United States is the pilot of the plane and the country is the plane. And I wish that Joe Biden was in better shape than Joe Biden is, COVID or not. I wish that I believed that the president of the United States was competent and physically and mentally up to the job. It's a a tough job. Some of you watching this have tough jobs, but that's a real tough job, right? Uh, And you gotta be real sharp and you gotta be able to manage all sorts of actually unimaginable things that could happen all day long. Uh, But we know he's not up to the job. Uh, But that being said, I wish him well. I do not want this guy to get sick. I don't even wanna say The phrase, because you know what the phrase is, if Biden is unable to serve as president of the United States, or if he uh, passed away or whatever it might be, you do know what happens after that. Yeah, we get President Kamala Harris. We get vice president, at least temporarily, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Let's not forget that evil soulless Gavin Newsom was at the White House last week having secret meetings with Jill Biden, the president's wife with Ronald Klein, who is the chief of staff at the White House, with the vice president, like who knows what they know, what they are planning, all of those things. Uh, but I take no pleasure in this. Uh, look, hopefully he recovers and then we can go back to making fun of the guy as normal um, because he, he needs to be made fun of, right? Like we have to actually make fun of these people and call out the nonsense that the mainstream media will not do. Uh, But just know, like just the reality of politics, politics is a messy game. There are a lot of people, including probably Kamala Harris, I just did it there myself, who are licking their chops. They really are because they know that the machine is done with him. If you just look at what's happened, I mean, look what we've been covering over the last say three weeks here, right? Um, the machine has started to realize that he is useless, that whatever they needed him to do, which basically was just get the presidency, just get the Dems back in office, just get rid of orange man. He accomplished that the, the machine used him. He used the machine, big tech, hid the Hunter Biden thing, all of the stuff he got in. And then they didn't think it was going to break down this quickly. They are in for a freaking disaster in the midterms and the machine doesn't need him anymore. So... We'll see how the media reacts to this. I mean, that's the other piece, of course, because they're gonna try to hide it because maybe they're not fully done with him yet. I guarantee you, uh, if this was Trump, when Trump got COVID, I mean, immediately it was 25th amendment and impeachment 17 and all the rest of it. Uh, So we shall see, but joking aside, I, I do not wish the president anything other than well wishes at the moment, and I hope he recovers. And I do not want president Kamala Harris, and I do not want vice president, Nancy Pelosi, and and i also just think putting aside all of that like we just don't need more craziness at the moment we really don't like there are wins that we've been talking about here and there's a feeling like oh we can start getting things back getting the country right all of that stuff modeling florida across the nation make america florida fight for freedom again all of those things find the right leaders etc so maybe we can just kind of focus and sit on that and actually just one other thing speaking of uh, florida and modeling things right Uh, I am hosting the Sunshine Summit, co-hosting actually with Lisa Booth. Uh, I'm co-hosting the Sunshine Summit, which starts tomorrow night in Fort Lauderdale and it's all day on Saturday. So Lisa Booth and I will be co-hosting that. Uh, Governor DeSantis is there, all sorts of uh, Floridian politicians and media personalities and all that stuff. And then Sunday, I will be at Turning Point USA, uh, the Student Action Summit, which is in Tampa and also Governor DeSantis, will be there, so I'll have, I'll have three days of events with the governor uh, and that former guy you may remember, uh, the orange man, Donald Trump will be there, Donald Trump Jr. will be there, a whole bunch of others at Turning Point Ass, which is really one of my favorite events of the year. So anyway, so Joe Biden, if you're watching, I, I actually do uh, wish you well. Uh, we're going to do one story on Tucker Carlson, who may be running for president, possibly kind of, probably not, but who knows? So let's talk about it. Uh, and then we got a Ruben Report Locals community Q&A. Uh, real quick, let me talk to you guys about Nugenics. Uh, do you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total Teat Testosterone Booster with testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be nugenics total tea contains man boosting key ingredients like testifin it has been validated in five clinical studies to to boost free testosterone levels in men because nugenics total tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs you'll feel stronger leaner with more energy and drive and more passion too your partner will notice the difference While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. You can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text Ruben to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free. Text Ruben to 231231, text Ruben to 231231, and now back to me. All right, so uh, coming straight out of Iowa a day or two ago uh, is this Tucker Carlson guy being asked whether he would consider running for president. Now, Tucker Carlson is the number one host in late night cable news ever ever, okay, he has unbelievable influence, it is well-deserved, he is a good dude, he is making sense, he is basically the number one target of mainstream media in terms of media people, right? Like if you sort of remove Trump, let's say, or remove what they're trying to do to DeSantis now, or the the political people, you look at just the media people. Every moment that Tucker Carlson spends on air, you got the media matter, Uh, Media Matters losers and all of the people waiting for him to mispronounce a word or pause in a weird way so they can lead a boycott so he can't get advertisers so that they can get rid of the show. And as as I often say in situations like this, usually when they're trying to get rid of Tucker or when they're trying to get rid of Joe Rogan or when they're trying to get rid of me or someone else, it has nothing to do with those people, right? It's the signal that you can send to the system which is, oh, we took out Tucker. You see how much money and influence Tucker has? And we took him out. That means we can get you too. So it's the signal to the fear that they can send to the, to the viewer. Fortunately, they have not taken Tucker out. And uh, Tucker was at this uh, event in Iowa, and he was asked whether he's going to run in 2024. When you come back to next year's summit, will you be the Fox News TV host interviewing potential presidential hopefuls? Or will you be a presidential no, hopeful? No, please.
1: I, got, I you know, I mean. You're a little flattered. God knows what the future, oh, flattered? Yeah, you call me a politician, pal. <laughs> you know, the people I'm maddest at in the world are the people who don't do their duty and leave the vulnerable exposed. It's the dad who leaves his kids. That's the guy I just like to punch him in the face. I mean it, because that's your duty, those are your children and you left. You don't care about them. That's the most basic violation there is. It's not what the enemy does to you. It's what people charged with ensuring your welfare do to you. And I really feel that way about a lot of leaders in the Republican Party. I'm sorry to say that. I do. And there's a reason that Republican voters chose Trump despite all this, this like giant orange guy. What? We've got a perfectly good Jeb Bush for you. Shut up and eat it. <laughs> Basically... The average Republican voter is not represented in a meaningful way by his or her leaders in Washington. And I cannot stress that enough. And I cannot overstate how hostile that makes me. So, you know, I have every intention of staying in the job that I'm blessed to have, but I'm going to keep hammering that. Not because I want to weaken the Republican Party. No, because the Republican Party is our only option. That's it.
0: He's good. He's good. You know, what he sort of summed up in that last line is, Uh, a version of something that I often say here, which is that you don't have to be a Republican, but you can't be a Democrat, right? When he's saying the Republicans, this is the last chance we got. These guys fail often. And the point is people know they fail often and very, very rarely live up to their ideals. That's how Trump got in in the first place. Now, there is a new Republican, I would say, sort of being developed right now. Obviously, Ron DeSantis is the head of that, but we are seeing this sort of I will fight Republican, government get off my back Republican. We are not gonna do endless wars and print endless money Republican. And hopefully that will stick. Uh, but the reason I want to show you that clip is, it's sort of interesting. It's like good people, and I consider Tucker a good guy and he's a family guy, and I, I know him off camera as well uh, to an extent. And it's like good people don't really wanna get in the mix for the most part. And that is a dangerous thing. I mean, I think that's partly why the media keeps politics so destructive because the more destructive they see it, oh, we're gonna go after you. We're gonna call you a racist or a rapist. We're gonna have mobs show up at your house and intimidate your kids, all those things. All the good people who might wanna get into public service, who might wanna do something good for their community or their country, they'll just check out. And I know that feeling, I know that feeling. I honestly, I swear to you, when the recall was happening in California, I had a ton of people, and I'm talking major influence politics people, major money people telling me that I should run. It was before Larry Elder got involved. And it's like, like there was some degree of me like, this is what I do for a living I, I, and I like to fight, which is why I fought for the recall and all of those things. But I was like, I don't know that I could subject myself. I don't know that I could subject David to that. You know, We were about to have kids, we didn't have kids a year ago. And I thought, you know, I still I have a family unit and I have an extended family. Why would I want to put everyone through that? And that's the danger of politics. The more dirty it gets, you will only get really, really dirty people to be involved. And Tucker likes to go fly fishing. He likes to hang out with his kids. He he likes to, to live a life. And that's a dangerous thing. That's why I think DeSantis is such a sort of special version of this. He has young kids and a... And a a uh, great wife, the first lady here, Casey DeSantis, and it takes a special person to, to be able to walk through that fire. And that's why I offer him often the defenses that I do because I think those good people need that extra defense. So as for Tucker, my guess is he, he is not gonna do it. I don't sit- see a situation that he can, but you know, everybody plays their role in a certain way. Tucker can offer some ground cover as someone else walks right through. It's why the Trump-DeSantis thing I think is so interesting because it's like, man, if you guys can really figure out how to work this thing together, Take two Lego pieces that don't look like they really fit, but make these things kind of fit together. And whatever that looks like to you, whether it's Trump with DeSantis as VP, whether it's DeSantis with Trump doing all the rallies and, you know, busting through while, uh, you know, blocking while DeSantis goes through, like whatever that is, if they could do it, what what an incredible opportunity. What an incredible opportunity, especially knowing how weak, uh, Biden is, and that has nothing to do with the COVID thing that was just announced, but just like the whole thing collapsing. There's an incredible opportunity right here. And and Tucker can do his version of the defense. I can do my version of the defense. You watching this can do whatever that is in your own community, hopefully voting at the very least, but there's probably more you can do like getting on a, uh, a school board, et cetera, et cetera. And then we will see what happens. So there are my thoughts on that. Uh, we got a ton of great questions, today. And people seem to know that I'm going off the grid and they wanted to catch me up or they wanted me to catch them up on some of the plans. Uh, Snowbaby says, how surprised would you be if Twitter imploded while you're away? How would you feel? You know, it's funny. Well, how, how surprised would I be if Twitter imploded? I mean, I don't think it will implode like not exist when I come back on September 1st. It, it will still be there. My guess is this Elon Musk thing now is not going to happen. I don't know. Look, I, I was a, look. I was very excited, obviously. We covered it a ton. And I think it was good that he got involved to get more and more people talking about it and all of those things. I think he found out that the whole thing is fake and manipulated. I can tell you in the two or three weeks now since the deal has, in essence, fallen through, um, the traction on Twitter is really bad. It's like it's, it's probably a 10th or a 20th of what it used to be, it, it's no good. you know. I've been jumping on Truth Social, which I think is doing some good stuff. It's, I have way less followers, but seemingly way more engagement, or at least relative to the amount of followers. Um, obviously, I created Locals. That's where I'm doing most of my communication with you guys. I mean, I respond to people every single day there. That's the only place that, that I talk to you guys and, and actually respond myself. Um, I think at this point, if Twitter just imploded, if the servers actually exploded, if the, if the whole thing just collapsed, it would be good. And uh, of all of the social media stuff, like it's the most toxic one. It's the one that's added the most to to this craziness. And uh, it's the one that always, when I come back after the month off, when I pick up my phone and I'm, you know, it's just like filled with nonsense, it's the one that I'm like, ah, do I really wanna touch that thing? Press that button, so we shall see. Uh, Ethan says, with fatherhood fast approaching, do you plan on spending the next three months on paternity leave with your husband? So baby one is due August 22nd, but we do have a feeling baby one's tracking a little bit larger, a couple days larger, which counts when you're in the, the eighth month or so uh, than, uh, than average. So we have a feeling that baby one is coming around August 15th. Um, as far as mater- uh, maternity, paternity leave, um, August 15th gives me two weeks before I'm back on the grid. And I'm definitely doing my back on the grid show on September 1st. We have the the guest officially booked. I'm not gonna say who it is, but it's officially booked. Yes, officially booked. I got two thumbs up. Uh, you will be very happy when you hear. Uh, we're gonna be doing that live in Miami from the local studio. We're opening up local studios here in Miami and they're being built right now. And we, that will be the first thing I believe ever shot at the local studio. Um, so I'll have two weeks right then and there. Uh, David's gonna take a little bit more time off. He's managing most of our businesses right now, and he's gonna take a little more time on that front. Um, but my goal is to be back in studio September 1st, and then the show to just continue as normal. And then when we have baby two in October, maybe I'll have to take a couple days or something. But you know, fortunately, we we have great families, and uh, we have resources and good people around us. And hopefully that'll allow me to, to be in here as much as possible and not miss uh, too much time. Uh, Larry says, what do you think about climate change? Oh, Larry's trying to get me canceled. Uh, is it a real phenomenon that is being manipulated by the various players? Is it responsible for the heat wave in Europe? So first off on the heat wave in Europe, yes, there, it is hot in Europe right now. You're not gonna believe this. It's hot in Florida today, okay? Um, I do not believe it's related to the heat wave in, in Europe or anywhere else. Do I believe in climate change? I believe that the climate changes, uh, I, but I don't believe that especially these, People that are in charge right now uh, have any ability to manage the climate. If you think that AOC, with her Green New Deal, uh, is going to be able to fix the water levels and fix the CO2 in the air and any of those things, like you're actually crazy. I would be shocked if AOC knows how to tie her own shoes, okay? Uh, these people, this is a giant, extraordinarily giant grift. It's why it's one of those things that they make you so afraid. To talk about, I, to, I have no uh, doubt actually that Media Matters is watching this right now and they will clip a thing. They often do this even when I call them out on it. They will clip a thing and see Dave Rubin's a climate denier. And what they mean by that then is you're a racist and a bigot and you hate the earth and you want to kill children. I don't think humans can do much about it. I think we can adjust accordingly. Let, let's say the earth is warming up a tiny bit, although for many, many decades, they were telling us it's cooling. But let's say it is, let's say it is. Um, I think we can figure out ways to work around that, figure out ways that population centers should maybe move in different things, in different places. We can think about going to Mars, a whole bunch of other stuff. But if you think only if we get on electric cars and give Democrats more power and all of those things, that that will be the solution, I think it's just silly. We could look more into nuclear power and solar power, obviously wind and water power, et cetera, et cetera, if you want to talk about fossil fuel emissions. But I also think one of the things that they do in the climate change discussion is it keeps that myopic view on the United States all the time. Uh, meaning that other countries right now, like China and India that are you know closer to their industrial revolution that we finished up about 100 years ago, they are polluting at crazy levels. But then you have these, these they, they happen to usually be rich liberals, rich white liberals for the most part, who think that if they just don't get the plastic bag When they go to Whole Foods or Erewhon, that that is doing anything for the environment, and it's just not true. It's just not true. Uh, If you have the means, you should consider going to an electric car, if possible. Uh, Tesla obviously is making a fantastic product. I told you I have a Tesla. I love it. I I think it's it's just so cool, Uh, and you do feel like you're doing a little something. Uh, But then you watch Transportation Secretary Gay Pete saying, you know, we're trying to destroy the fossil fuel industry to get everyone on electric. It's like. These are just not good people. Uh, Tasso Girl says, hey, Dave, how are you dealing with the Florida humidity, especially that far south? We also moved to Freedom, Florida from wretched Washington, D.C. My God. Uh, But we are in North Florida and the humidity is bad. I got to tell you, it's not that bad. Would you guys say it's not nearly as bad as you thought? Not nearly. It's not. It, It has not been that bad. It is hot. It is humid. If you walk the dog in the middle of the day, you're gonna do some dripping, uh, but it really has not been that bad. It's, it's actually been okay. I feel like the height of the hair has been all right. I am going uh, this afternoon. I just made an emergency uh, appointment for the, uh, the gonna just get the sides trimmed a little bit before the, uh, the big sunshine summit this weekend. Um, but I, I honestly don't think it's been that bad. And if you, if you've got some shade in your backyard and you got a fan, we just got an outdoor fan uh, you're going to be all right. So I hope you're, maybe, I, you know, Northern, Northern, I'm guessing maybe you're in the Panhandle area, something like that. And maybe that's a little more humid over there, but it's actually been okay here. It's been unusually dry. That's been the main thing in, uh, in Miami area and uh, South Florida that it's supposed to, you know, every day they say, oh, every day from like 2 PM to 2:30 it storms like crazy in the summer. And that just hasn't been happening. Um, but it's really been okay. Zionist says i do hope that while you're off the grid you will let the community know that your son has been born safe and sound and maybe even favor us with a picture uh, perhaps of the bris wishing you and david all the best as you become parents you know i can't hear anything about a briss and not think of the seinfeld episode with the bris uh with the shaky hand um yes i will i'm not going to do it because i really am not touching any devices uh, but David or one of my team members or someone will post something in the locals community. That's it, possibly a picture of me with the baby, maybe just the baby, maybe David and I the baby, some kind of situation involving a baby, will be in the community and that will be it for the month just so you guys who are the, the core of really what I do here and we do have a more intimate relationship than, than the wider internet, uh, we will do something there. Uh, Ann says, I'm kind of in a simplistic mood tonight. So one brief question, what's your favorite color? And I like blue, I like blue. I like a deep blue. Uh, I like uh, I like sometimes more of a, almost like an aqua. Well, aqua is a little more green, I suppose. But I like the blue family into the greens. Uh, and now here in Florida, because I'm so lizard and iguana focused, reptile focused, I've moved a little more into the greens. I like the Miami Marlin. What would you call that? That hat that I got, what are we calling that? That's like an aqua, like a teal, like a teal or an aqua. So that's the the family of colors that I'm going with mostly. Grammy P says, hey, Dave, I can't imagine I'm the only mom and grandma in the community who's wondering how Clyde is going to adjust to the new little ones that will soon be joining you and David. The behavior of the family dog can be unpredictable towards new babies in the home. What measures are you two taking to prepare for Clyde uh, for the two tiny new housemates? Great question. So I told you guys when we got down here, Clyde, who we got uh, as most of you know, we got Clyde the day of the lockdowns in LA, they were about to kill him at the shelter. Our other dog, Emma, who lived to the ripe old age of 16, she had just passed away a few weeks before after a long battle with cancer, and we, it was it was a tough battle. We didn't want another dog for a little while, I was supposed to be on a book tour for Don't Burn This Book, that's how crazy fast these last few years have gone. So we were gonna take a little bit of a break, but I saw on Twitter they were about to kill all these dogs at the shelters because of COVID, it's all so insane when you think back to it, that I just ran to the shelter. I, I literally grabbed Clyde. I almost pushed myself through the door, I'm not kidding. Grabbed him, they were about to put him down. It was signed already that he was gonna go be put down that day. He's living the good life here. Anyway, he's a boxer, part pit, he's, he's got a crazy amount of energy. We got him here to Florida because of the lizards and the peacocks and the iguanas and the snakes. He's been a little nutty, but we have been getting him retrained here. And he's been, would you guys say he's been way better? I don't wanna. Yeah, he's been way better, way better. We've had a ton of workers in our house. He's all good. Barking's way less. He's not jumping on people anymore. I've told you the story about how the last time that Bob Saget, uh, my good friend, Miss Bob, the last time that Bob came to my house in LA, Bob didn't love dogs. And I said, Bob, Clyde jumps and he's a boxer and boxers punch. Bob's like, ah, don't worry about it. Bob opens the door. Clyde runs up to him, punches him in the nuts. Bob's on the floor. He looks at Clyde. Then he looks at me and he goes, I hate that fucking dog. Um, anyway, uh, we saved three training sessions for when the babies are here. So the trainer will come back, help us acclimate Clyde to the dog. And also we've been, we have a couple baby clothes around right now so that we're trying to make sure he doesn't grab them. But I think without the scent of a baby, it's a little more complex, complex perhaps. So we're, we're working on it, but I appreciate the question. Naomi says, do you think it will be more difficult to stay off the grid while staying home versus the other years when you went on a different when you went to a different location. Yeah, you know, the other years we've been able to to bounce around, we, we did Bora Bora twice, which was incredible, like over the water, middle of nowhere. Literally, I would just stare at the end of the earth for hours a day, I kid you not, like I didn't talk to anybody, it was just wonderful. Sometimes it would be, it would be like 6 p.m., we'd be going to dinner, and it would be like, I said six words today, like barely spoke for over the course of two weeks, it was just wonderful. Yeah, this year we're, we're not going anywhere, we may try like, August 1st through 3rd to do something on the other coast of Florida. But um, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit different. But as I said, we're doing a lot of work around the house and it's just winding down probably in the next day or two. And it'll be nice to be here with the house settled and everything. And, and we're getting the, uh, oh, oh, well, actually I'm looking at the next question. I was about to jump into it. Uh, Rimfire says, how's the baby's room coming along? So yeah, we're getting the nursery in order and you know we have stuff to do here. So this is gonna be a little bit more of what I guess they call nesting. God, I've become domesticated and middle-aged, Jesus. Talway says, people who follow you know you're originally from New York. I know you say there's nothing about California you miss uh, now that you live in Florida, but is there anything about New York that you wish could make its way to Florida? Great question. So there is nothing I miss about California. Absolutely nothing, nothing, nada, zip, nothing. New York, I do miss some stuff. Um, You know, I miss a little bit of the New York attitude I really do. I, I grew up around New York when it was New York. I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Long Island, lived in Manhattan my whole life. That rhythm of New Yorkers, loud New Yorkers, people always talking and arguing and laughing. When, when that was good, there was something so amazing to that. And it got exported all across America. And I think we need a little bit more of that. Uh, the couple times that I've been back to New York City uh, during COVID or since COVID, Um, you see some degree of it, you know, you still see some guys that are the workers in the city and they're still loud. And you know, that Jersey feel, that Sopranos feel, that thing. I miss, I miss New York pizza. That's for sure. I know Mr. O-1 is good. I know, I know. It's just fine here in Miami, but it is not like New York city, true pizza. I miss uh, New York city or Brooklyn or Long Island bagels. They say it's the water. Um, so I guess, but it's mostly the feeling, a little bit of that feeling of of New York. And then the thing about New York that was so special, of course, is that New York became the, it was really the, the genesis of what America is. You know, the idea of Ellis Island and all of these people, you know, your grandparents, most likely, my grandparents, who came, or great grandparents, whatever it might be, who came here and they all mixed together, Lower East Side, Brooklyn, wherever it was. And it didn't matter if they were Irish or Italian or black or Jews or Jamaican or whatever. They all figured it out. and Maybe they all lived on, on different blocks in one neighborhood, but it was like they weren't warring with each other. It was what America was and is about. And we got to get back to a little bit of that. Sacito uh, says, have you and David decided on your dad's names? Yes, we do know what we want the children to call us. I don't want to announce it just yet, but they will not be both calling us dad there will be two different names it's already very confusing around here with david david and also i will say that the children will not be named david it's enough of this already it's enough it's enough tony says any lifelong goals or bucket list items that you finally cross off since moving to florida coming from cali i've always wanted to get scuba certified and i'm doing that next week well that is awesome uh and congratulations on leaving california for the free state of florida uh, you know what I have? This is not like a bucket list thing because I've done it before, but just something I have not done yet. Uh, since I have not gone fishing since I've been in Florida yet. I want to get on a big ass boat and I want to go into the deep blue sea and I want to do some serious fishing. And I just, uh, we haven't had time yet. Actually, maybe that's something I can do first couple of days of August um, and just get out there. You guys want to go fishing? You want to go? Oh, Michael's afraid of the boats. You fear, you puke. He gave me the puke signal. All right, you're off the boat. You want to... All right, Phoenix is on. Yeah, little of this. All right, you're on the boat. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a that's not really like bucket list level. But I just want I love fishing. I love fishing, and I just haven't been able to because it's been so crazy here. Kelly says, what are your thoughts about possible reasons that some kids make it through college without coming liberal, and others don't? I have friends whose kids went in as conservatives and came out as liberals. I get there are some liberal professors, but I feel like there has to be more than that. Yeah, I mean social pressures, man. They're deep. And and that's why the culture thing, when we talk about the culture war and how it's connected to the political war, and I think what the left figured out is that if you win the culture war, if all of the TV shows that they see are sort of pushing them towards leftism, if all of the news is default pushing them towards leftism, if everything that is around them is sort of through that, that very silly lens of like Democrat good, Republican mean, you know, Democrats care about poor people, Republicans care about money, all of these things. It's like none of it's true, but the entire, if you just think about it as just like a river, the whole river is going this way and it's, it's a river of BS, but it's going. And then everyone kind of jumps in and then you're just taken by that thing. But a few people are able to jump out of it. Somehow I got out of it. Hopefully, if, if you're talking about your own kids, hopefully they'll get out of it too. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that. I don't think the fear is really that they will come out liberal because, of course, progressivism and leftism is actually quite illiberal. Uh, it's not that you, you don't want them to be somewhat open-minded or, or in touch with actual liberalism, which is about equality and limited government and laissez-faire economics. You don't want them to come out bananas leftist. But the entire thing, the entire thing, you know, every headline that they see, all their professors, you know, professors are usually people who can talk but cannot do. So what a great place to go to, a university where you don't have to accomplish anything. You can just indoctrinate. So I think it's also a little bit way kids are wired. You're wired. People are social creatures. So you're wired to like, oh, it's sort of cool, these cool people. But then as you get older, and I think this is it, it's why, you know the famous saying, you know, if you're not liberal in your 20s, you have no heart and if you're not conservative in your 30s and beyond, you have no brain. It's like, when you're young, it's like, oh, the system should just work and we should all just be nice. And then you get older and you realize, well, but what if the system doesn't really work? And what if people aren't really nice? And it's actually about how you figure out your shit and respond to the world. I think that's uh, probably why so many kids are indoctrinated and it's our job as sane people to unindoctrinate. Uh Phil says, Dave, what's your take on Russell Brand? I think you two could have an interesting conversation. Have you thought about reaching out? I don't know that I'm allowed to say this, but yeah, don't tell anybody. Uh, I will be interviewing Russell Brand. Eh, 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 eh. Let's just say September. Some stuff's happening in September. Who, you know, what am I what am I saying here? Uh I like Russell Brand a lot. You know, he's he's definitely on his way, as far as I can tell uh, from the clips that I've seen where he was, he was definitely a far, far lefty. You may remember a couple of years ago, he had a big debate with Candace Owens and she kind of smacked him around a bit, but he sat there and took it. And I know a little something about that from my interview with Larry Elder years ago. And he seems to be getting red pilled in real time. Where, where that ends up, who knows? Uh, but it's very obvious to me, he's fighting to find something true. He's seeing through a lot of the bullshit. He's reeling that. Realizing that the emperor has no clothes, he's looking behind the curtain and going, ah, it's just an old guy back there. Not much of a a wizard actually. Um, So I like him a lot. And uh, did I say something about September? I don't remember. Amy says, what's the best characteristic your parents fostered in you that you try to foster in your own children? Well, I suspect that it's something around I am trying to do what is right. You know, I'm trying to fight for a world. I guess what I've done more than anything else over these last couple of years is I've tried to fight for a world that would be better than the current world. And I guess that has a little uh, something to do with the way you would want to raise kids. Like you put them into this world and sometimes depending on when they're born and where they're born, it's a good world and a just world and a fair world. Uh, But usually it's an unjust world and an unfair world and a a very bad world, you know. But it's easy to be bad. That's why badness spreads. It's harder to be good. So I think my parents somehow got something across to me over the years of like, hey, you're here. You got one shot. See what you can do. And I I think I've done that remotely well, especially over the last couple of years. I'm not, I had probably 20 years where I did not do it well. Uh, But the last couple of years, I think I've really done it well. And of course, I, I credit uh jordan peterson for that but i but it was just going through a lot of the mire and the muck of life to get on the other side um so i hope i would i would instill that in my kids that uh you know you, here you are you know these kids these kids i know these kids are going to be born into a good family i know these kids are going to have some advantages and and know that there's a roof over them and have food and all of those things but then i have to be able to teach them something about values i have to be able to teach them something about family we have to be able to do those things and then say to them, okay, get going. Let's see what you could do. And that uh, you just hope that they like you enough to want to keep you on the ride throughout that. So that will be my challenge. I'll let you know in about 20 years how it goes. Uh, if you wanna submit questions when we do these community Q&As, which next week will be our last one for the summer, uh, RubenReport.Locals.Com. Uh, my interview with uh, Ron DeSantis' press secretary from our live Ruben Report in Miami, uh, Christina Pouchaw, that is, uh, it's out today, it's out today. Well, how about that? Uh, as I hinted, maybe something interesting is gonna happen in September related to a, a certain somebody. And on September 1st, I am officially back on the grid with another certain somebody, different guy or gal, don't wanna say too much, and I'm not a biologist. And uh, on that note, we're not gonna do a cold close today because uh, we had something about Biden, but we're being nice around here on this Thursday in light of the COVID situation. So anyway, I hope you have a great day, everybody. Uh, We are back with a panel tomorrow. And then last, uh, it's my last week on the grid next week. Then I disappear, have a kid, come back. We see what happens. So uh, have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thank you guys for tuning into the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.